Theory. Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey guys, this is a pretty wild week. Yeah, it sure is. It's, it's pretty busy. We, we, we are right here sandwiched between like two pretty big, <laughs> significant Smash-related things. Yes, we are the meat. And the events are the bread <laughs> surrounding us. So get ready for this tasty meat. Mm, <laughs> delicious. <laughs> we got a lot to cover in hopefully a short amount of time. So we're going to bounce right into it, starting with corrections from last week's episode. All right. So we said something about boats in relation to Dragon Quest Eight. <laughs> Uh, but we weren't sure whether or not there was even a boat in Dragon Quest VIII, and Sean went on to say that he didn't even know Dragon Quest VIII had a body of water in it. That's true, I had no idea. Not only does Dragon Quest VIII have water, but it does have a boat, and it's a ship that you get to, like, control. You know, it's that RPG <laughs> ship that you get to pilot around. Not only does Dragon Quest VIII have water, it's just really <laughs> funny by itself. No, it's in that my corrections are not accurate. If we ever, like, open up a merch shop, that's a t-shirt. So I said uh, that Torneco from Dragon Quest VII uh, got his own spinoff game and that it was in the Mystery Dungeon franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's true. Uh, a really interesting thing that I neglected to mention is that Torneko no Daibokin, Fushigi no Dungeon, a.k.a. Torneko's Great Adventure Mysterious Dungeon, is the first mystery dungeon ever made. Wow, so that franchise, which I really enjoy, might not exist, or at least not in the form it exists, if not for Dragon Quest. Yeah, that's that's correct. The, wow. tor- the Torneko Mystery Dungeon game came out September 19th, 1983. The first Shirin the Wanderer, mm-hmm. which is, you know, kind of what what people know as Mystery Dungeon, for the most part, came out two years later, December 1st, 1995. That's crazy. Also, I mentioned that Yangus got a spinoff game from Dragon Quest VIII. Mm -hmm. The Yangus spinoff game was a spinoff of the Torneco (laughs) spinoff. It was also a Mystery Dungeon game uh, called Young Yangus in the Mysterious Dungeon. Oh, okay. Yeah. And in case you can't put this together from context clues... He was a young boy in that I, one. He, he was, he was I thought that might be the case, but I'm glad you clarified. It's what I do. You do do that. That's true. Finally, the character I called Claudio <laughs> in Dragon Quest Eleven is actually named Silvando. Okay. Yes. All right. So, yesterday, as of this recording. Right. Tuesday night. Yeah, yeah. Smash Bros. Ultimate version 4.0 update came out. Yeah, just out of... The blue, kind yeah. of. Yeah, uh, like Sakurai did like a little live stream that morning, and then that evening, all the content launched. Right. So, and then I, in the meantime, like, I think we're going to get it at the end of August. <laughs> Good job, me. Yeah, I, I think I said something like it would be revealed on the 29th or 30th, and we would get it by the 31st. Right, so you uh, were technically accurate, right? I'm, yeah. I was... I'd say I was right on the fucking money. Like, we got it four hours before July 31st started. Uh, oh, well, right. Somehow you said that, and in my mind I was thinking, like, August 30th. August 31st. No. I, I said, yeah, I said we get it by July 31st. Right, right. No, yeah, yeah so you were right on the money. 
Yeah. I, I did give myself a little leeway. I said, if we don't get it, then we'll get it, like, within a week of Evo by the latest. Right. But I, I, I still count this as, as a win for me. I would say so. Yeah. Especially because at the time, like, right after we recorded that episode, mm-hmm. there were, quote, leaks, unquote. Right. Uh... <laughs> about hero the hero update happening directly after evo mm-hmm. um and i'm like oh so i wasn't as right as i thought but, but you were then, <laughs> you were as right as you thought i was <laughs> so uh let's go into the uh, the update and also the sort of video that sakurai did about the update yes a nice deep dive into this magic boy all right yep the first thing that sakurai showed off is the hero and his moveset. Right. Um, and obviously that's the biggest part of the update. Mm-hmm. Hero from Dragon Quest, a couple couple details from the video that I want to touch on real quick. Mm-hmm. First off, the Dragon Quest Three hero, the one we've been calling Airdrake for a while, Right. Sakurai gave official names to each of the heroes, mm-hmm. uh, Eleven, Solo, Eight, and uh, and he called the Dragon Quest Three character Arusu. Which apparently is his given name, and Erdrick is more of a title. Oh, okay. But he's more commonly known as Erdrick, so right. I don't, I don't like. That's why that's this isn't in corrections. Sure, sure. Um, second, I just want to note that when Sakurai showed off Eight's character model mm-hmm. and pointed out that Eight has Munchie in his pocket and gave a little close up, mm-hmm. my girlfriend who was watching this with me uh, screams. She's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That she, does that does sound like her. Yeah, no, she uh, she was she was overjoyed to see Munchie, <laughs> and uh, and then <laughs> and then when uh when Sakurai like did the match like playing as eight and then right. he won the match and eight did his victory pose, she was very upset because eight's arm was blocking Munchie ah, in his victory pose. That son of a gun! Yeah, why would you fuck that up? Yeah, you know? terrible. Yeah. <laughs> eight's victory pose should be him just like standing there and the camera just zooms in on <laughs> Munchie. It just keeps zooming in like to the face, <laughs> then to the eye, and then like into the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good. 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 Of course, the main thing we should be talking about is that Sakurai showcases moveset. So here's yep. here's the Cliff's notes. <laughs> the here's like the one one sentence version of this, I guess you could say, is that people were asking him to be banned from competitive play before the update even went live. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which uh, you know, I wish I could say that I was surprised, <laughs> but actually. I was not surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. And obviously that's an overreaction. But suffice it to say, he does have a lot of kind of elements that uh, that will definitely shake up competitive play if they yes. are used regularly in it. He has a lot of uh, a lot of unconventional mechanics. That's for sure. And the first of which is that when he uses the smash attacks. He has a random chance of scoring a critical hit on the opponent. Which is cute, but I can see why it makes the competitive heads go absolutely nuts. Yeah. <laughs> um, he can block projectiles with a shield. Cool. His neutral B is a charge move. You hold down the button, and depending on how long you hold the button, he'll cast one of three fire spells. Frizz, Frizzle, or Kafriz. Right. I should say that Daniel and I have both played him a little bit at this point. Yes. Uh, this is my favorite move of his. Uh, it feels very powerful. Yeah. Um, and uh, useful, and I like it. Yes. 
he can stock the charge by shielding, mm-hmm. and he can store a full charge like Samus and just run around with like a fiery hand before he shoots it off. Right, just unleash it at any time and lay waste to your foes. Yes, uh, his side B is uh, is an electric move that can also be charged at three levels. You cannot stock the charge for this or store the charge, uh, but the moves are Zap, Zapple, and Kazap, respectively. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they do lightning things. Mm-hmm. He moves forward with some lightning. Not a fan of this one. Uh, I think I just... My personal taste in a character is that I like the side special to carry you forward. Mm-hmm. So it feels weird that I'm like, oh, I'm going to get him. And then I just like stand still and spin around. Um, and also it's like if you want the full effect, you obviously want to, you know, um, charge it a little bit. And so it, there's a sense in which it almost feels like a worse Falcon punch. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the middle version of Zap, like... uh Zapple. Mm-hmm. Zapple does move you forward, I think. Oh, it does? Okay, good. Yeah, Zap, good. Zap and Kazap don't, but Zapple, mm-hmm. he sort of, like, steps forward as electricity, okay. like, sort of dazzles around him. I'll have to I, work on... Yeah, I think. I could be wrong on that. Either way, I'll have to work on the timing for that, because it feels, it charges quite quickly, you know, compared, for instance, to Frizz, Frizzle, and Kafrizz. Right. Um, And I, I often use it accidentally instead of his neutral <laughs> special. I see. So I'm like, what's going on? Oh, no, I'm spinning. Again. <laughs> I see. His up B are wind spells. Whoosh, swoosh, and kaswoosh. God. English naming conventions for Dragon Quest spells are are dumb, right? They're yes. they're pretty dumb. But I, you know, um I think that when you also take into consideration like the game's aesthetic, they don't feel out of place necessarily. Yeah, yeah, no it, it feels yeah, it it you're right. I think it feels in place when you're playing the game, especially if you're playing like the particularly old school games. Yeah. Right? But it is kind of funny to like, you know, come at this after having played like Octopath Traveler uh-huh. and then to be like, yeah, I'm going to use Kaswoosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he makes a little tornado underneath him and blows himself upwards. The stronger the spell he uses, the more he blows himself up, the stronger the wind is. And if the wind underneath him hits the opponent, it can knock them in the air. Right. And his down B. Oh my goodness. Is called Command Selection. And when he uses it... A little magic menu pops up with four options that are randomly displayed from a full selection of 17 spells. Oh, God. Or, you know, commands. Yeah. Because some of them are, like, abilities. Yeah, so <laughs> out of the 17 commands, four of them will randomly be selectable whenever he calls up the command menu. He can press shield to dismiss the command menu so he can try again if you don't see a spell you like in there. Here are the spells. Okay. Oomph, which (laughs) ups his damage uh, for a limited period of time. It wears off eventually. Psych up, which increases the damage on his next hit that lands. Mm -hmm. So if he whiffs, he still keeps it. But once it does land, uh, he loses psych up. Right. Bounce. Hmm. Uh, I haven't. We haven't explicitly brought up the MP meter yet. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the MP meter, like, hero has a hundred MP to start, mm-hmm. and when he uses spells, uh, he expends that MP. If he doesn't have enough MP to use a spell, then he can't use the move. Yeah. This uh, I should say 
is one of the reasons that I said earlier that um, his side special felt to me like a worse Falcon Punch. Because, because it costs it, MP. Yeah, it's like a similar effect, but I'm also burning a resource for it. Yeah, yeah, fair. Um, so Oomph is 16 MP, Psych Up is 14 MP, and Bounce, 14 MP, is an auto-reflect mm-hmm. that uh, wears off after time. Yes. Uh, Heal is 7 MP, and it restores health. Right. Flame Slash is 12 MP. He's, he Flame Slashes. Just does a nice little 22% damage with it. Yeah, this is a cool one if you're in range. Yeah. I find that what happens to me is I open Command Select when I'm far away from my opponent because I don't know what all the spells are off the top of my head. <laughs> right. And then I just, like, pick one at random because I'm panicking, and then I Flame Slash and hit nobody. <laughs> that happened, so this on, is, this that is, happened on more than one occasion. This is really the character for you, then. What's funny, I'm so conflicted about this <laughs> character and this move in particular because this feels like the kind of move I would have designed for this character, <laughs> and right. yet using it in practice is just maddening for me, because <laughs> I don't know what all the spells are, I don't want to learn all of them. Well, let's keep learning them now. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Crackle Slash. <laughs> Jesus Christ. costs <laughs> 12 MP, does 13% damage, and freezes the opponent. Huh. Acceleratal. <laughs> Because they're fucking what, Daniel? Acceleratal. Because they're the And uh, your, your speed goes up, you go faster. <laughs> that also wears off over time. Uh, uh, yes, officer, what seems to be the problem? Do you have any idea why I stopped you? Uh, yeah. Acceleratal. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom costs 37 MP. It's an exploding projectile that does 29% damage and is pretty pretty meaty. Okay. Snooze, 16 MP, uh, a projectile that makes the opponent go to sleep. Is there a Kasnooze? The, uh, Kasnooze is in the franchise, okay. but not there's, in. Yeah, right. there's no Kasnooze on the command list. At least it isn't Snooze or Radle. <laughs> Hatchet Man, uh, 15 MP. It's an attack with the big startup. Uh, but does, like, a critical hit's worth of damage, basically. Okay. Thwack costs 30 MP and has a chance of instantly killing the opponent. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the the more damage they've taken, the higher the chance okay. of killing them. The way Sakurai worded it mm-hmm. in the video, mm-hmm. it sounds like if they're at 0%, there's a very low chance of killing them, but sure. there's still a chance. Oh, wow. Yeah, like just a very minuscule chance. But I'm sure people have been in the lab with here long enough at this point to know whether or not that's true. Yeah. Zoom costs 8 MP and instantly recovers you. Like, you use it, you zoom up into the air, and then you fall back down towards the middle of the stage. Oh, okay. Uh, if you... F- if you zoom up into a ceiling, uh, you bonk your head against it, okay, and uh, and the and it doesn't work. But other, yeah, but otherwise, zoom's an instant recovery. Gotcha. You'll you'll have to like you know like I I feel like it's very situational. You know, yeah. like you're falling off of the stage, you can't reach it, and then you frantically command <laughs> less to try to find zoom. Yeah, like I feel as though you know hearing these abilities in kind of an isolated way. You might think to yourself, wow, that sounds really broken. Yeah. But in actuality, you have to consider that you are you have a 1 in 17 chance of getting what you want at the time that you want it. Yeah, really, a, I guess a 4 in 17 chance. 
Um, I don't know how that would work. Yeah, like, I... Yeah, Probability the, sucks. Yeah, yeah. The entire... Like, when I was in college, I had to take a class where we did a probability unit. Uh-huh. And it's like, every time you think to yourself, this must be the solution because it makes sense, you're completely wrong and it's something totally different. No, like, I, I feel like what the probability actually is is some, like, Monty Hall bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and I, I can... I can barely wrap my head around the very simplest right. version of the Monty Hall problem. Yeah, uh, God, we, do yourself a favor, Wikipedia the Monty Hall problem, and just see how mad you get <laughs> by the time you're done reading. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't be doing yourself a favor, but you'll at least do, be able to appreciate what the fuck we're talking do, about. Do Sean a favor, make yeah. yourself mad. Yes. So, And then talk to me about it in our Discord. So we're not done with this command menu list. Right, no, that's true. Let's keep going. <laughs> that, there are ten people that can talk about that with you in the Discord. Right and now. you can be the eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash beep boop group. Uh, all right. So Kuklang <laughs> <laughs> uh, cost six MP. You, wow. You turn yourself into a metal person. Uh you're invincible, but you can't move your body. <laughs> um and also you make yourself susceptible. To being KO'd by the next move on this list, Metal Slash, hmm. which uh, costs 6 MP uh, and does 1% damage, uh, but automatically KOs the opponent if they're metal. Now that's situational. Yeah, situational AF. Like, you're never going to see that in competitive match. Well, no, because nobody's going to turn metal. Yeah. Except for Except other for someone heroes. that uses Kaklang, yeah. yeah. Hocus Pocus costs 4 MP and... Uh, Something, like, randomly happens when you yeah. focus focus. You might turn yourself slow, mm-hmm. uh, you might turn invisible, and then yeah. a mushroom comes out of you. So I, I have fucked myself over every time I've used Hocus Pocus, <laughs> and the last time that I used it, I turned invisible, a mushroom spawned, and my opponent, who was standing right next to me, immediately grabbed the mushroom and started beating the shit out of me. I tur- I had a mushroom on my head. Oh, Oh, like the like the like the walk-in, the rambling mushroom. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I, I was thinking like a Mario mushroom. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. This is like the rambling evil mushroom. Okay. Um, and uh, it was bad. I I will never use Hocus Pocus again. <laughs> <laughs> Magic burst. Uh, costs all of your remaining MP, uh, and a big explosion erupts from you, and the size of the explosion and the damage it does. Uh, scales to the amount of MP you use. Okay. So right. if you use, like, if you're at 100 MP and you use Magic Burst, you can really do some damage with it. It's really cool. I like it a lot. Okay. I, I won a match with it uh, when I was doing Heroes Classic mode, and that, that was nice. Nice. And the last, the 17th command menu option huh. is Kamikaze. It costs 1 MP. Uh, You self-destruct... And deal a base of 50% damage with a lot of knockback to your opponent. I think this one's really fun, and I think that it could be entertaining in matches in the same way that it's fun if, like, you're Donkey Kong (laughs) and and you you grab your opponent and just jump off the stage. Yeah. Like, you may be sacrificing yourself, but if you're one stock ahead, then you just win if you, you you know, land the hit. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think Kamikaze is fun. Really, I I think the command menu is a lot of fun, and like, there's definitely going to be kind of a learning curve. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to like, I kind of want to like learn hero <laughs> and just like, and get to the point where selecting his command menu options is enough of a reflex that I can use it in a real fight. You know, 
I think that notionally that's a really cool idea. I also know that if it were me, it would take a long time and I would give up before I had truly mastered it. That's fair. I have kind of found myself like gravitating towards competitive fighting game characters that have RNG as part of their kit. Okay. Uh, RNG being random number generator. Um, like randomness in video games. Yeah. It's kind of a catch-all. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, when I was playing Blaze Blue, one of my mains was Platinum the Trinity. Yes. A character who randomly would get different items as one of her specials, and then and then whatever item she had would change what she could do with other specials. Right. And there are ways to manipulate that uh, that made her really fun and uh, and wacky. And I got, like, at least in training matches with Sean, <laughs> I got pretty intimidating with her. Oh, for sure. Over time. I also, um, I I like Platinum a lot as well. Um, yeah. And I probably would have picked her up as a pocket if you weren't already maining her. Right. Because I think that there's just enough randomness in her kit that for me it would be kind of fun, you know, yeah. to like have to adapt. I think that there's just something about Command Select that is so, like, like you hit down special, you get a menu, and there's just, like, four words there, you know? <laughs> right. And it's not immediately clear what any of them does unless you already know. And so for me, I just... Um, I have no desire to learn the hero, and I'm not going to play him a lot. But right. I think that it would be really cool if you had this mastery over this character and were able to just, like, open command select and reflexively do cool shit. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I admire your ambition, and I hope you're able to do that. Me too. I don't I don't know if I will. Like, I have yet to really, like, seriously learn any one Smash character, you know? Yeah, I, I you know... I I just did uh, Heroes um, Classic Mode. Thank you. I keep calling it Arcade Ladder because I'm old. Um, <laughs> I just did Heroes Classic Mode uh, this morning, uh, the morning that we recorded this. And I, even though I was struggling with the hero, it did remind me of like what a fun game Smash is. You know, like yeah. I, it made me want to put more time into Smash. No, Smash is Which really... is like, because I'm the co-host of a Smash podcast, <laughs> I feel like I owe it to myself and to you, the person listening to this, to put a little bit more time into Smash. Well, that's that's nice of you, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, like, nah, Smash is really fun, and I think, like, you know, that's, that's half the point of these DLC packs, you know? Right. Like, it gives us an excuse to get back in and... And realize how fun the game is and play a bunch of it again. Yeah. So, uh, so good, smart move from Nintendo's part. Hero's final smash is Giga Slash. Mm -hmm. And when Sakurai introduced it, he's like, Hero's final smash is Giga Slash. And it's no mere Kazaf. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I fucking love that line. It's so dumb. It's good. Uh, he does a big sweeping slash with a sword that has a, like, a good vertical range to it. Right. And if it connects, then, uh, then he plays a cinematic that Sean really loves where all the heroes team up. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh and yeah, that does a lot of damage and maybe the, the other person dies. Um and and that's the hero. Yeah. Uh the hero's classic mode is called History of Heroism. And uh my guess for classic mode was that it would be a pun on the word quest somehow, instead mm -hmm. it was a pun on the word hero, and that it would involve hero fighting a bunch of jrpg characters right instead it was basically the hero fighting a bunch of characters that represented different parts of dragon quest yes um for example uh like you know he fought each of the heroes 
Uh, he fights a Rathalos in the middle mm-hmm. of classic mode. He fights which, a which you uh, you predicted as the boss. Yes, it's uh, a boss. Yeah, it's a <laughs> boss. And and then the the boss is a play on on Dragon Quest One's final boss in a really cool way. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I assumed that it was a big reference, but I didn't. You know, it was, obviously I didn't get it. It was a very big reference, and it was very cool to me. Okay, who, who got the joke? Um, <laughs> yeah, I I liked the classic mode. It was cool, though. Like half of his opponents were just, oh, it's uh, you're fighting eight, and you're fighting a Pikachu that represents Machi. Right. Yeah. Right. Like it. It uh, he Hero was fighting himself for half of that that mode. That Pikachu almost killed me, by the way, ah. in my playthrough. I don't know why I was having so much trouble. That wasn't even the part where like, I got beaten to death with the mushroom. It was like just, I think I was just really trying to deal with the hero's mechanics and getting hit a lot by two things. Munchie's fucking OP. Yeah. So, also came with a stage. Mm-hmm. Yggdrasil's altar. Uh, it's a traveling stage. Platforms appear intermittently. Tacos, these little, like, these little, like, spirit drips things. Yeah. Uh, slimes. And Cetacea, uh, this big whale that just looks like the windfish, <laughs> uh, all make cameos on the stage. Also, sometimes treasure chests will appear, and either you open it and get an item, or you try to open it and it's a mimic and it attacks you. <laughs> uh, and if you manage to defeat the mimic, which is kind of hard to do, uh, the mimic will give you an item as it dies. Okay. Um. Yeah, that, that's the stage. Yeah, I. Uh, it seems fine. Yeah. It seems, um. I'm it's, never. It's, it's pretty, but like. Yes. Yeah. I'm never going to attack the mimic on that stage. <laughs> it's like you put yourself into mortal jeopardy. You focus on something other than your opponent for a while, and you get a item. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really worth it. Yeah. No. But um, but on the other hand, fighting mimics usually wasn't worth it in oh, in Dragon okay. Quest either. Actually, I think you got a decent chunk of experience from it. Right. Uh. But usually, like you've you've hurt yourself a lot when you were anticipating. I see. Like a nice little treasure, <laughs> and you got you get teeth instead. Ah, uh, terrible. Music. Yep. Why do you sound so unenthusiastic, Daniel? So here's the deal with the music. <laughs> I can't, can't imagine why. <laughs> so, available in my music for Yggdrasil's Altar, uh, eight tracks from Dragon Quest is available. For, of, of the eight tracks, there's one field theme and one battle theme representing each of the playable heroes. Right. So, like, uh, from Dragon Quest Three, there's the field track adventure and the battle theme fighting spirits. Dragon Quest Four has the theme, uh, the battle theme, Battle for the Glory, and the field theme, Wagon Wheels March. Mm-hmm. Dragon Quest Eight has the battle theme, War Cry, and the field theme, Marching Through the Fields. Right. And Dragon Quest Eleven has the field theme, The Hero Goes Forth with a Determination, <laughs> and the battle theme, Unflinchable Courage. Right. So, fun note. Uh, I was going through my music and, like, playing each track. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend, Amy Lee, who was at one point a music major, right. listened to The Hero Goes Forth with a Determination and got really, really angry. <laughs> she thought it was, like, just the laziest <laughs> composition she'd ever heard. Uh, to elaborate on that, uh, there are no new arrangements right. from uh, representing the Dragon Quest franchise. No one has made an arrangement of a Dragon Quest track specifically for Smash Bros. They are all uh, ripped 
uh, directly from uh, different Dragon Quest albums or directly from their games. Mm-hmm. The arrangements picked... So here's a fun thing about uh, Dragon Quest. Uh, a lot of Dragon Quest games have soundtracks that are fully orchestrated. Yes. Or at least a few do. But when they come out in the United States or internationally, they tend to not be orchestrated anymore because of licensing issues and instead are kind of like MIDI tracks, like MIDI versions of those of those tracks. The Dragon Quest tracks in Smash Bros. Ultimate are not the orchestrated tracks. They are the MIDI versions of each track. Yes. And, like, you can do MIDI and make it interesting and kinetic and dynamic. The MIDI arrangements, they're clearly, like, the 18th thing on the minds of whoever's putting them together. <laughs> yeah, you know? no. The, they're the, so fucking boring. Yeah, the MIDI versions of each track are very, like... Hi, I'm Paul, I'm 15, and I put this together in Anvil Studio. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, I was out there for a period of time when Amy Lee was um, shitting on the Hero Goes Forth to Determination, uh, and uh, my favorite Dragon Quest song is War Cry from Dragon Quest Eight, the battle theme. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, play War Cry, and then it was like the shitty MIDI version, and so I was familiar with the orchestrated version. So I took my phone out and started playing the orchestrated version. And even like on my tinny ass phone speakers, the consensus was immediately like, yeah, that's much better. Yeah, it's yeah. We all agree it sounded much better. (laughs) Yeah. On top of all that, the main Dragon Quest theme, the Dragon Quest Overture that played in the trailer is absent from the My Music (laughs) playlist. Uh, It is the end of that theme is part of the hero's victory theme. Right. But you cannot play it on a Dragon Quest stage. Which is just cool. It's the coolest. Yeah, great. (laughs) So, uh, I actually predicted this. I said that, like, I doubt we're getting a new arrangement. Mm -hmm. I didn't predict that we wouldn't even get orchestrated versions. Yeah. We we literally got the worst version of each track. It's bad. Uh, And uh, I just, like... Square Enix, like, they they just seem to be tied up in a lot of legal shit. Like, the music, mm-hmm. the music at least has some backstory uh, that, like, explains some of it. And that backstory is that when Dragon Quest was first made, they got a big-name composer to write the music for it. And part of the deal was that the composer would own the rights to any music he wrote for Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. So, basically, like, any time they have dragon quest music that he oversaw in a game that isn't dragon quest they have to pay him like big time royalties right and i think like the royalties are smaller if it's the midi tracks as opposed (laughs) to the orchestrated tracks that sounds about right like i know for instance i know for instance that in advertising that's why a lot of times, instead of hearing the song on a commercial you hear a cover of the song right because it's less expensive yeah so it's like it's really dumb that they have to do that with a video game, but there you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Also, that composer just just sucks. Like as a person, I think we yeah. brought this. I think we brought we, this up on the podcast before too. We we have, but yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's like a Holocaust denier or something. Yeah. He there's he, something about World War Two. He is a World War Two revisionist. Yeah. I think he. I think he implied that prostitution was uh, yes. a thing back then or something. Right. Yeah. The the old. Uh, um, trope that comfort women did not exist during World War II. Right, yeah. And and just a, a bunch of other just 
awful shit he's done. He's a big time homophobe and all that. Yeah, yeah he's he's great, and he he gets lots of money from this. Ugh. So, well, one day he'll die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't get more money when you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> so. So let's continue on with how great Square Enix is at representing their franchise in Smash Bros. games. Oh, okay. Um, DLC Spirits. So initially I was actually really mad because you open up the DLC Spirits board mm-hmm. and there's seven DLC Spirits. Okay. Uh, Persona alternately had 11 DLC Spirits. Right. So like it's already like, oh, good. This is our... this. <laughs> We got. We are consistently getting less content than the last DLC pack. Right. right? Uh, however, the difference isn't as wide as I thought, because a couple of these DLC spirits actually get to evolve. Okay. Um, and there were no evolving spirits in the Persona Five DLC pack. Right. So these DLC spirits are slime, a novice spirit. We predicted that there would be a slime spirit, and I predicted specifically that it would involve you fighting blue Kirby's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's exactly what happened. Good call. The slime spirit evolves to King Slime in uh-huh. a spirit. Uh-huh. The DLC spirit board also includes Draki, a novice spirit. Draki is that little bat with a, with a mischievous little smiley face. Right. Uh, Great Saber Cub, another novice. Uh the Great Saber Cub is from Dragon Quest V, uh, okay. my favorite Dragon Quest game, and uh, is one of my favorite Dragon Quest characters. The Great Saber Cub joins your party as kind of your pet, and oh. and then later it grows into the Great Saber Cat, which is what the Great Saber Cub evolves into. That's cool. And, uh, and the Great Saber Cat is an ace spirit. Is is Dragon Quest V, is that the one with all the islands, where you're going to all the different islands? No, that's Dragon Quest Seven. Okay. Dragon Quest V... Is the one with the time uh, skips? Yeah, it's the one with time skips. Uh huh. Well, yeah. there you go. It's the one where you grow up. <laughs> yeah, I oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's so good. Um, Dragon Quest Seven is also very good. Okay, I like it. I like Dragon Quest Seven a lot. Although, uh, like there are members like leaving your party and being replaced with other members of your party, mm-hmm. like as late as like seventy hours in. And yeah. it really messes up, like, my composition every time it happens. That's so one, fair. At one point, I just got, like, fucking stuck, and I stopped. That is also the chief problem with Final Fantasy IV, mm. is that that's a game where, like, you're constantly having people swap in and out, and then, like, characters die, and new characters come in. Right. Uh, they actually, like, made some changes in re-releases where you can, like, inherit moves from characters who permanently die. Oh, that's so that neat. Just, yeah, so you don't just, like, lose them. That's- that's cool. Uh, but uh, so I, I have I have felt your pain in a different franchise that is also owned by Square Enix. Fair. Well, in the game that I'm experiencing my pain, like that game's like over 100 hours long. God. Final Fantasy IV is a bit shorter than that. Yes, it is. Uh, the Golem is an advanced spirit, a big, big rocky fellow with a pretty iconic design. Okay. The liquid metal slime is an advanced spirit. And this is why metal slimes are constantly in gacha games. That just happens a lot. Like, there's, like, metal characters that, like, give your characters a bunch of XP. Oh, that oh, yeah. That comes from Dragon Quest. Yes, yes, it does. That's yeah. where it originated, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, like, they only take, like, one damage, but they have, like, three HP. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a big thing in... There used to be this game Terra Battle for phones, uh-huh. which sadly no longer exists. Uh, where you could fight like oh really? Did Terra Battle got discontinued? 
I I believe it did. Huh. Um, you could do you could fight. They weren't metal slimes, but they were like metal something, and hmm. they barely took any damage. We gave you a bunch of XP. Yeah, that's that's the metal trope. Yep. Um, Cetusea is an ace spirit, and the one legend spirit is Heroes Comrades, which is all of Eleven's friends, <laughs> all of the playable characters from Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, it's kind of funny that like all the other spirits are like monsters or whatever, and yeah. there's one spirit that's like everyone that you know that's a human. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I predicted that Silvando, even though I called him Claudio last episode, <laughs> right? I guess that Silvando would be a spirit, and I am technically right. Silvando is one <laughs> of the hero's comrades. Uh, everything else, I guess, besides slime was fucking wrong, right? Because, uh, like, I guess characters like Bianca from Dragon Quest V and Torneco and Yangus, uh-huh. none of them are spirits. I all I actually almost fucking guessed that the Saber Cub would be a spirit. And I was like, nah, <laughs> they, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, be, they'll be Bianca instead. They would never do that. And then look, they, they that was for you. <laughs> I, I didn't think they would never do that. Sakurai but... heard your dreams. I was like, wait a minute. Daniel's in trouble. Yeah, he just like typed into the game with his coding. Yeah, I'm sure he yelled just like that. Yeah, he's basically Santa, but only for you. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> he puts things in Smash that you he, like. Why did he listen to my other dreams of like any new music being in the game? Well, because then you would catch on. <laughs> oh, I see. He's got to maintain his cover by doing shitty things. Very sneaky, game. Sakurai. Yeah, yeah, delightfully devilish Sakurai. <laughs> so. The hero's comrade spirit has a new ability, just like the legend spirit for the Persona uh, DLC spirits. The new ability is called Team Power Up. It raises your power and defense when you're in a team. Right. I think that's a little cooler than hold a fucking item or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the legendary ability for the for the Persona one was. Um, not not super incredibly remarkable, but better than. Uh, there's an item in your hand. Yeah, like it's it's something. Yeah, it's something more than I can say for some parts of this update. <laughs> uh, then in the video, Sakurai announced some more Mii Fighter costumes, and they showed four things: a Veronica costume for Mii Sword Fighters. Veronica is a character from Dragon Quest Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, an Erdrick costume for the Mii Sword Fighter. The titular. Erdrick from Dragon Quest 1. Okay. The martial artist's vocation for me brawlers. Okay. And a slime hat. Yes. We predicted the slime hat. Yeah, which, I mean, it was an inevitability. Yeah. Uh, However, even though Square Enix is contributing to this update, uh, there is no Chocobo hat and no Geno costume, (sighs) which were both options in Smash 4. Terrible. They could not even get those rights back. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Give us Gino. Other updates mentioned in the video. Uh, final Smash meter now has a 20-second timer. When you when you get to your Final Smash, you have 20 seconds to use it or it fizzles. Huh. I wonder if this reasonable and well-intentioned change will cause Final Smash meters to be used in competitive play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Sakurai could be like, after careful consideration, we've removed Final Smash Meter from the game, and then the competitive heads would be like, "We're still not using it." <laughs> <laughs> of course you're not. Uh, there's a new difficulty for Adventure Mode called Very Easy. 
when you're in spectate mode, you can now predict the winner. If you predict the winner, you get points, and you can exchange those points for items. I like this. Yeah, that's neat. Anytime um, gambling is in a video game, unless it's gotcha, I like it. <laughs> so you're liking it less and less these days. Well, yes. <laughs> but uh, uh, the the casino minigame in Super Mario RPG? Cash. Literally and figuratively. There's an online tourney mode where you can enter online tournaments. Uh, the rules are preset, but will change periodically. From time to time, there will be special event tourneys. This is cool. Yeah. You can insert screenshots into videos you edit now, and you can play videos consecutively when you're watching them in shared content. The first thing that I thought of on finding that you could put screenshots into edited, video- edited videos is just, like, people doing jump scares. <laughs> like you're just like watching a replay and then suddenly like Link's face shows up really close and then it's gone. <laughs> uh but you know, hopefully people will use it for other things. Oh Sean. <laughs> Naive, beautiful Sean. Well, uh, I am beautiful. <laughs> Sakurai also showed off some amiibo. Uh and Amy and I both cracked up when we watched this because he just like he just pulls, he just gingerly, like, pulls out the Amiibo from under the table he's right. sitting at. Just, like, as if they were on his lap for the entire presentation, and he just pulls them out now. It's like the world's weirdest magic trick. <laughs> like, look what I have here. It's Isabel. <laughs> yeah, so Isabel, Pokemon Trainer, and Pichu uh, are the new Amiibo. They're available now. Right. With this Isabel being i think in a different pose than the pre than the animal crossing isabel yes yeah she's she's a bit more dynamic right and that was the end of the video he said that dragon quest 11s is coming out in september Mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's that's all of the update stuff yeah uh it's it's a pretty cool update i like hero a lot yeah and even though like nintendo clearly had to like beg (laughs) like square enix for like the pittances that they gave over to smash bros uh, some of it is pretty cool. Yeah, they uh, they did their best with what they could wring out of Square Enix's grubby pockets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I do think that Hero is really well implemented, and I'm really excited to see him in like a match. Same. I wonder. I wonder if Hero is going to be legal at Evo. I uh, well, you know, I was going to say um, I hope so, uh, but actually, it would be completely reasonable if he wasn't because, like, he it, just came out this week. It would, but I do wonder if, like, enough systems will auto-update that Mr. <laughs> Wizard will just have to be like, fuck, I guess right. he's in the game now. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, I could see them, like, running it on version, you know, 4.0, whether they like it or not. Right. But but just saying heroes banned. Yeah, like, you just can't use them. Yeah, that that would make sense. Guess we'll see. Yeah, it's also, like... N- like no one that's actually competitive has <laughs> has the time to learn him and play him competently in that tournament. Yeah, yeah, which, that's for sure. Which is you know, which starts by the time you're hearing this tomorrow. Yeah. Uh at the time of this recording in two days. Yes. But speaking of Evo, yeah. Time to make some Evo twenty nineteen predictions. Yeah. Alright. So there's gonna be nine games at Evo this weekend. Yes. From Friday to sunday and uh for the record just generally there will be nine like main stage games yeah there's also a huge amount of side tournament oh, presence at that oh yeah tournament. yeah fuck ton of side tournaments and whatnot and a lot of them get streamed which is cool very cool yeah. but yeah there's nine main games right and so at evo like whenever a finals for a main game airs 
the thing that happens most commonly is that there's some kind of reveal attached to it after the grand finals, right? Um, Like, companies that run these games love to contribute some kind of reveal or some kind of uh, cool thing to show to the fan base that just watched these really hype finals. Right, since there's usually, you know... Like, nobody watches fighting tournaments more than people watch Evo, so you can get a lot of eyes on your trailer or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the first finals are Soul Calibur Six's finals, which are on Friday at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So Sean's bedtime. Yeah, they're they're really getting those out of the way uh, early. <laughs> yeah. Um, Soul Calibur Six has one DLC character left to reveal. Okay. So it'll probably be that. It'll be the reveal of the last DLC character... The DLC characters we've gotten so far are Tira from Soul Calibur 3. Mm-hmm. Um, 2B, right? 2B from Near Automata. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Amy, a a recurring character from throughout Soul Calibur. She's been in there since the first game, but okay. I think she was playable for the first time in Soul Calibur 4. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was like... She's like the little girl that like Raphael takes care of. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Amy yeah. is her all grown up and with another rapier. Okay. So the last DLC character, I feel like it's going to be a guest character. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Finish it off with a bang. Yeah, I think we're going to get a guest character, but I cannot figure out who that guest character could be. Yeah, that's a toughie. Yeah, like I think it'll like... Soul Calibur guest characters are always characters, almost always characters, wielding some kind of cool weapon. Uh-huh. So, like, a character that's popular right now that wields a weapon of some kind. There was a rumor that that Zoro from One Piece. Hmm. Uh, that was a Vergebin rumor from way back. Uh. Uh. That guy. That guy. <laughs> but that, that was a rumor from, like, before 2B being announced. Okay. And then 2B was announced, and it's like, why didn't the rumor include 2B? Yeah, Das Vergeben. Why didn't the rumor include 2B? <laughs> because you're a fraud! And, <laughs> and I don't know, something about, like, I think Zoro is a pop, like, is a popular enough character that I could see Bandai Namco going for it, mm-hmm. especially because they're already kind of, like, you know, changing dollar bills with uh with the shonen jump team right (laughs) Right. they're they're already shaking hands with those people like on a regular basis yeah uh but like something about zoro's like something about one piece's aesthetic makes it hard to imagine being replicated in a soul caliber game Hmm, i i'm not actually familiar with the character but i will take your word for it zoro is the green hair man with three swords i don't pay attention to that anime because someone who i'm no longer friends with liked it a lot and thinking about it makes me feel sad (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure you've at least like repressed the memory of seeing him because he's like one of the most popular one piece characters he's on the cover of all sorts of shit He's probably the most popular next to Monkey D. Luffy. I was going to say, I know Monkey D. Luffy, and I know, like, the sexy woman. Those are the two characters that I know. Uh, Nami? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wait. Like, there's there's Nami, who's, like, the protagonist. Like, you know, like, the sidekick girl. She's got orange hair. Uh-huh. And then there's the the sexy lady, uh, Nico Robin. Okay. Uh, who, like does things with her hands. That's the worst way I could say that. Uh, <laughs> well, well, so do I, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> she, she like, she can make, like, arms come out of the ground and shit. Yeah, I don't know anything about how that anime works. Yeah, but, but she uh, she has long, dark hair, 
and uh, usually not a lot of clothes. That's not surprising. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Zoro wields three swords at the same time. He's got like a white tank top and green hair and okay. uh, sometimes a bandana and he's usually covered in blood. Uh, <laughs> he just, his intro is he's just like, all right, it's time to fight. He just dumps a bucket of blood on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't start this fight without my lucky blood. <laughs> ah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 get it. You, I watch you, this show. You understand One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think it's gonna be Zoro. Okay, like just like yeah, One Piece has a very distinct anime look, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna be able to replicate that in Soul Calibur Six, right? So I don't know if they'd try. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could just predict the Monster Hunter again. <laughs> I haven't done that enough times. Uh. Got weapons. Yeah, the Monster Hunter would not be a bad pick. Okay, there we go. It's my prediction. That's All right. the last DLC character. <laughs> Monster Hunter is yeah. the last DLC character. <laughs> yep. I I feel like it's going to be something we're not expecting, but something... Be, because these characters are always characters we're not expecting, you know? They, yeah. They got Yoda and Darth Vader for one of their games. That was wild. Right? They, they had Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn, invent a character for one of their <laughs> games. Right. Link was in a Soul Calibur game. Yeah. Uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed was uh-huh. in a Soul Calibur game, so it's gonna be something wild. It's gonna be something kind of wacky. It's just it's the Dragonborn from Skyrim. Like, Hello, I'm back. <laughs> that that would be something. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. Okay, I I wonder if it actually it will be something from like TV or movies as opposed to video. Oh, games. like Negan, like Negan right. from The Walking Dead, but not Negan, not Negan. Oh yeah, it could be like Daenerys or something from from a Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones yeah. character, uh-huh. Jon Snow. Yeah, um, Arya Stark. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, Ar- Arya Stark from Game of Thrones is my guess because like Daenerys is obviously one of the most important characters, but does she really like fight I... in Game of Thrones? I think so. I've watched five episodes, <laughs> right, and I've. I've listened to like the first three chapters of the audiobook of the first book. Yeah, because I That's feel my... like I feel like Daenerys like lets her dragons do shit. Yeah, um, and doesn't really like get mm. get into like physical at... scrapes. Yeah, physical yeah. scrapes. And when she does, it's kind of like, oh, you thought I was I was helpless, but now I'm just fucking like stabbing your ass. Okay, as opposed to like, you know, I let's duel right now. You know, <laughs> right. like she's not really the dueling type. Her weapon is just her dragon T-poses and she swings it around. (laughs) (laughs) That is something my girlfriend would suggest. Uh, Yeah, and and Jon Snow, maybe Jon Snow, he seems like kind of a boring pick. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't know, he like, every time I see Jon Snow, he just like looks kind of like, sad and constipated that's pretty much his whole deal yeah and like he's allowed to be sad and constipated about oh yeah no i'm you know i'm not blaming the guy right. for being sad and constipated he's just, he's just that way a lot but Arya's like a badass yeah. she she'd be like another sword user but mm. um i mean to i i think swords are primarily how they fight in that franchise right there's a lot of swords well there are yeah there's there's several swords but i think one i think part of the appeal 
of Soul Calibur is all the different kinds of weapons. Oh, no, I mean in Game of Thrones, they fight with swords. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Hard to escape that if you're getting a yeah, Getting a character. Game of Thrones character, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's pretty much Sword City over there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all right, yeah. a game. So I'm predicting a Game of Thrones character, and you're predicting the Monster Hunter again. Uh, sure, why not? Yeah, all right. Even though I thought of Game of Thrones. You you did. So well, I, 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 I started you on that path. I, I get half a point. Yeah, sure. That's right. Sure, yeah. Cool. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Ironically, I think when we did like our Soul Calibur Six episode mm. of Play This, I suggested a Game of Thrones character, and it was my <laughs> idea, and then I forgot it uh, over over this course of time. Well, I guess that will be a very complicated correction if you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Soul Calibur Six that'll happen. We'll get a DLC character announcement. That's the prediction. Right. Then Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so when I wake up at noon in in Chicago, and I'll have been awake for six hours. <laughs> uh, undernight in birth exe late bracket st bracket. Uh, <laughs> this this game's really cool. I'm glad that it's getting a spot on the main stage. Yes. So we know that they're working on a new version, yet another revision of mm-hmm. Unial called Undernight in birth exe late. CL-R, and those are in brackets. <laughs> at a certain point, they're just going to run out of weird shit to put at the end <laughs> of the name of that game. They're just going to call it, like, .pdf. And I think CL-R is just pronounced clear, so it's okay. Undernight Inbirth EXE Late Clear. It makes me think of that infomercial product, Calcium Lime Rust, where they're like, we're going to dunk this fucking nasty quarter in here. Wow, it's clean! Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's what I think of. Great, well, good, good thing to think of. Thanks. So... So we know that that revision is in development for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Cool. And uh, and we have reason to believe that it'll add at least one new character. The one character minimum it's adding is a character named Lundraka Light. Okay. He's a pretty purple hair ice boy. Oh, good. Yeah. Um. And I'm, so I think, I think they will reveal Uniclur proper. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna call it, Uniclur. Okay. Good. Good. Uh. And that they will show off two new characters for it All in a right. trailer. Uh, the second character will be a female character uh, that wields an axe with a ghost coming out of it. Okay, that's just Labrys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you're right, you're right. Crap. Okay. It'll be a female character with rollerblades with yo-yos attached to them. (laughs) And she fights with capoeira. Yo-yos attached to the rollerblades? Yeah. So she does, like, a flip kick and then she, like, wheelies all over you with her yo-yos? Yeah, actually, the wheels are the (laughs) yo-yos. And when she does, like, when she does, like, kicks and stuff. They extend. They they extend out of the rollerblades. Okay, wait a minute. The roller skates, rather. Um, isn't that just Bridget? <laughs> no, Bridget, Bridget doesn't have roller skates. Okay, but he does have yo-yos. Yeah, R- okay. Bridget has yo-yos, but, like, you know, he doesn't, like, kick with them. I see. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to say that the, uh, additional DLC character is going to be a female character. Yeah. They are going to use gauntlets that resemble the head of some kind of animal. Ooh. And they will be uncomfortably sexy. Uh, so 
the fact that Mika is already a character with giant gauntlets in that game, does that change your prediction at all? No, because these are going to be like lion heads or something. And okay. They won't be giant. They'll just be like normal. Okay, cool. And, and they'll like open up and eat you or something. And it'll be some kind of horny leopard themed girl. Yeah, exactly. Like leopard print and maybe like a tail and cat ears and shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. weird, weirdly sexy. I'll yeah. just see it and be like, ooh, but then like the gameplay will intrigue me and I'll wind up maining her and be very <laughs> embarrassed about it. The, the endless struggle. <laughs> yeah okay cool what's what's your character's name uh <laughs> the first thing i thought of was lion o that's not what we're going with uh felina felina all yeah, right like feline uh, yeah uh-huh yeah. and my character's name is <laughs> rollyblades <laughs> And the Z at the end. <laughs> All right, good. No, no, her name is Rolica Blades. Holy shit, that's worse. <laughs> Have you seen some of the names of these characters? That's true. All right. Great. <laughs> so Felina and Rolica Blades yep. as... Uh, one of them will be our new Uniclear character. It will definitely be one of those two <laughs> ideas and nothing else. Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, up next, Dragon Ball Fighters Saturday. I, I, I love that, like, even though neither of those things are happening, you were still like, whoa, your concept is similar to another character. Do you want to revise it? Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> because the next character is not going to be someone wearing rollerblades where the blades are yo-yos. Hey, have you, have you seen this fucking game, man? I will give you 20 American dollars, cold hard cash, if the next character is in fact wearing rollerblades and the blades are yo-yos. All right. You do make, not have to give me $20 if you are wrong. Make your way to an ATM, bitch. <laughs> Get that money ready. <laughs> <laughs> Grand finals is gonna happen, and you'll just look over, and I'll be there with my hand extended, ready. To, my ready jaw for you. just drops to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Saturday at one p.m. Pacific time is Dragon Ball Fighters. Right. So after finals, um. We know one thing that's happening for sure, pretty much for sure, because uh, Janemba was leaked by Nintendo UK by accident. Okay. Um, who, who is that? Janemba is like this uh, this purple man uh, from one of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Okay. I think it was called Dragon Ball Z Fusion Reborn. Okay. And, uh, and he basically has like, he does a bunch of cool stuff with like teleports and... Cool. And... Uh, he he could basically be just a teleporting wacky zoner. I okay. Think. Yeah. I do like those. Yeah, I think he'd be up your alley like a lot actually, like moveset wise. Nice. Um but uh but yeah, he he leaked his release date was not leaked. So I will say that they will reveal Janemba's gameplay and then say that he will launch within the next three days. Okay. I'll tag along for that. Um I then think that after that they will show gameplay for Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta and Dragon Ball Super Broly. Okay. Uh, who we've only, like, you know, we, we only know that they'll be in the game right now. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see gameplay of them and get, like, uh, like a September or October release date. 
Like some some kind of it'll be like, hey, here they here's some gameplay of them. You'll see them in the fall. Sure, sure, that makes sense. And I think there's a small chance that they might reveal like uh, the next like Arc System Works like anime fighters. Okay. Right? Like like a One Piece fighters or a Naruto fighters or maybe even a My Hero Academia fighters. Okay. I think there's a small chance, but I don't think I'm going to predict it outright hmm. because Arc System Works is doing a lot right now. That is true. Uh, and I, I don't know if they have the manpower for it. Yeah. I really wonder, like, what the size of their studio is in terms of just sheer bodies, you know? Yeah, like, the general impression I get is that Arc System Works is big enough to be working on three games at a time. Right. And, like, they've been working on DLC for Dragon Ball Fighters. Mm-hmm. They've been working on DLC for Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. And they've been working on Grand Blue Fantasy. Right. So I think that, uh... That, like, there is at least one game that's being worked on right now, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if it's going to be a game based off of a Shonen Jump anime that's being funded by Namco Bandai. Sure, sure. I don't don't know if I would bet on that right now, but I could see it being announced. I could see, like, a One Piece or Naruto Fighters being announced in the next two years. Okay. At least I hope that happens, because I think Arc System Works would do just a bomb-ass job on it. Oh, for sure. And, uh, And I think... Either of those would allow for more character and moveset variety than Dragon Ball Fighters has offered. Yes. Yeah. Like, even though I'm not really, like, I don't really care that much about One Piece, I bet some great, like, movesets could come out of that game. It would undoubtedly be a cool game in that respect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I actually started reading the One Piece manga a bit because uh, every week a chapter gets uploaded for free onto the Manga Plus app. Oh, nice. Which I've been into. Um, It's... <laughs> Like, there's a lot of, like, flashbacks with yelling children early in in the manga. Interesting. And, yeah. Uh, Why are they yelling? Just just about all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know, Luffy's yelling about how he wants to be the greatest pirate. Right. A young, a young Zoro's yelling about how he, he wants to challenge his rival to a sword fight and that they both have to be the the greatest swords people ever and then the rival girl dies of cancer or something so then he yells more about now he has to be the best sword fighter okay for his cancer dead friend um <laughs> sure it was it was a very contrived flashback uh-huh. and, yeah but i'm sure it gets very cool uh, a lot of people do stand by that that anime a whole lot yeah but yeah so i think there's a possibility of some kind of new Shonen Jump Fighters game, but a if it exists, it won't it won't be a crossover game yet. It won't mm. be like it won't be Shonen Jump Fighters, sure, with like Dragon Ball and Naruto and One Piece and stuff. Mm-hmm. It will not be that yet, and also I don't think it exists yet. Okay, but yeah, those those are my thoughts. Okay, good thoughts. Thank you, Sean. So. Then Samurai Showdown, Saturday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Uh, we already know all the characters that are going to be in the season pass. Right. So I think that uh, Rimu Ruru, the first announced character, mm-hmm. is slated to come out in August, so I think she's just going to shadow drop at Evo. Okay. And then I think they might show some gameplay for the next character on that list, Basara the Executioner. Those sound like solid predictions to me. Yeah. Honestly, we've already got Charlotte in the cast. She's my favorite Sam Show character. Nothing else matters to me. <laughs> I'm sad that we're we're not going to see 
that one character where all of his moves are calling out his friends. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad that he's not in, in the cast of Samurai Showdown 2019. Well, maybe Samurai Showdown 2023. I think Samurai Showdown will be fun to watch. I'll be really interested in watching Samurai Showdown. Yeah, same. I still want to pick it up. There are just a lot of good games that are coming out. Yeah, there it's, sure are. It's, it's hard. There sure are. Man, I, I bought Fire Emblem Three Houses like earlier this week. I have not touched it yet. Yeah, I haven't bought it yet, but I intend to. And when I do, I will touch it immediately. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the last game of Saturday will start at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So Sean's bedtime, but he might actually stay up for this. Yeah. He's Mortal Kombat 11. I will stay up for that. So Ed Boon tweeted earlier today that Nightwolf is going to get his gameplay reveal video on Thursday. He's such an impatient little man. <laughs> like, you can't wait. You can't wait a couple of days. I, I feel like more like just angry fans were like, why haven't we seen a character well, in over right. a month? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, because he, like, basically his tweet was very, like, pacifying. It's like, hey, sorry for the <laughs> wait, guys. We didn't want to make you wait this long. Right. So, Nightwolf gameplay reveal video on Thursday, which makes it feel like there's not a, a like, not a lot they could do three days later at Evo. Two days. Two yeah. days later at Evo. Yeah. Uh. So I'm wondering if, like, they initially were slating Nightwolf to get revealed at Evo, but then once it was, like, fully confirmed that they would not get a main state, like, they mm -hmm. wouldn't get a... Uh, like a Sunday. Yeah, they would not be a Sunday game in, like, that main, like, arena with all the, yeah the like, you know, the bleacher seats and stuff. Mm -hmm. Once uh, once it was confirmed that they would not get that, I wonder if they're like, you know what, let's not... <laughs> yeah. If they're not gonna treat us with respect, we don't need to. We don't need to give them a big old cool trailer with, with uh, Nightwolf howling and acts and things. Maybe if they treated their interns and women with respect, <laughs> then they would get respect in return <laughs> from me. <laughs> that's why I don't know what's happening with MK11. I'm still mad at them. Yeah, but that's fair. Anyway, um, you know, I think that. The teases that we've seen of Nightwolf so far, he looks pretty cool. He looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm excited to see how they've changed up his gameplay. No, his game, I'm sure his gameplay will be pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I hope I hope they just confirm at some point that his design got input from actual Native Americans this time. That would be great. That'd be really great. Yeah. I, I'm The the closer we get to more Nightwolf details, the less confident I am that that is actually mm -hmm. the case. You know, at least we've come a long way from MK1 when the description for, I believe, Sub-Zero is like, Sub-Zero is a Chinese ninja. Like, we've come a long way. <laughs> well, I guess. That doesn't mean we can't come farther. That's true. Yeah. But we have come a long way. Um, and then their corporate culture made me think that maybe we, they, maybe we didn't. <laughs> we didn't come a long way. At least they've stopped openly advertising ronda rousey's inclusion in the game that's true i wish that they had stopped doing that before they cast her and not <laughs> cast her yes yeah, same but what are you gonna do anyway i think Mortal Kombat 11 could have some other tease or confirm it evo just mm -hmm. kind of a small one maybe like five seconds of sindel or spawn gameplay sure or maybe just an outright confirmation that the terminator and or ash are in the game yeah what i would really like is honestly just like 
there's a black screen, the MK logo, and then you hear that classic Terminator like da dun dun da dun yeah da dun dun, and then you get like a logo or a you know shot of him or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I want. Yeah, I I I think they might do that much, but not much more. Yeah, Sunday games. All right, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. It's nuts that this is a Sunday game. Yeah, right. Nine a.m. in their big ass arena, <laughs> right. like the you know like. The, the Saturday games are main stage games, but they're kind of just like they'll be played in the venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Sunday games are played in a dedicated arena yeah. with like thousands of seats or whatever. I feel as though they must really be like pumping some money into BB tag, you know, kind of like tournament spots and advertising and stuff. Yeah. Because when that game came out, I feel as though critically it was like, this game's fine, but like they reused a bunch of assets and it's kind of weird. Yeah. And then it's just showing up everywhere. Yeah. I, well, I think part of it is that like, yeah, it, it's kind of weird. It uses a lot of assets, but it's, it's also like weirdly fun to play. No, it's, it's cool. It's surprisingly fun. Yeah, I like it. But also, yeah, I think they are kind of pumping a lot of money into this, and I think one of the reasons it might be a Sunday game is because there might be a big reveal attached to it. Mm, like what, Daniel? Well, uh, first let's get the Blazeboot cross-tag battle-related reveals out of the way. If so, you insist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think we will get more Season 2 characters announced. I okay. think they will at least, like, reveal, like, the next four characters, right? Uh-huh. And probably with a release date of, like, pretty soon. Um, so, fun fact, the the most recent update of Blades of Cross Tag Battle got data mined, and what they did was they had the announcer uh, do a bunch of placeholder names. Oh. So, basically, the announcer has said the names of the entire cast of Persona 4 Arena Ultimax. Ooh. Most of the rest of Blaze Blue's cast also. Uh-huh. Like Taokaka, Lichi, Bang Shishigami, right. Subaki, Kokonoe, Suzano, like yeah, like they a bunch of Blaze Blue characters. The rest of Undernight Inbirth cast. Okay. Some franchises that haven't even been represented in the game yet, which <laughs> we'll get into in a sec. About ten more Arcana Heart characters, hmm. including Saki Sura, Akane Inukawa, Kira Daidoji. I don't know who these characters are. Me neither. About 10 more Ruby characters, mm-hmm. including uh, the entirety of Team Juniper, uh, Sung Wukong, Cinderfall, Neapolitan, Roman Torchwick. Oh, that's like the principal, I think. Okay. Uh, Emerald Sustri and Adam Taurus. The announcer has said each of their names in the Datamine files. Gotcha. And yeah, so. I feel like some combination of these characters will be revealed in the next batch. You know, the announcer has said, like, over 60 names. So, like, <laughs> right. obviously not all of them will be in the game at some point. These yeah. are just, the like, they literally had the announcer do this to throw off data miners. <laughs> Which, honestly, I think is really smart. That's brilliant. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little shocked that more people have not done that shit. Just yeah. put content in the game they're not actually going to use. Mm-hmm. And so much of it, the data miners realize, oh, they're not going to use all this content. Right. Like, wow, they're adding a new character to the game. It's a giant swordfish. (laughs) I would love that. Me too. Yeah. Not even from an anime. (laughs) Yeah, just a a regular ass swordfish. It just like like waddles around like the penguin from Batman. (laughs) So out of our options, I think that they'll do what they usually do. Uh, for the next DLC pack, and give us 
a Persona character, a Blaze Blue character, and an Undernight Inbirth character. Okay. And then some kind of wild card. Uh-huh. Right? I think the Persona character will be Elizabeth from Persona 3. Yeah! Because so far they've only used Persona 4 Arena characters and not Ultimax characters. Right. Elizabeth and Shadow Labyrinths are the only characters left that are from Arena and not Ultimax. Okay, gotcha. Elizabeth was one of my mains in Persona 4 Arena slash Ultimax, so I'd be very excited to have her back. Yeah. It's worth noting that the announcer, as placeholder names, has said the entire cast of Ultimax, including <laughs> shit like Junpei right. and, uh, and Marie and Shoman Izuki and shit. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be Elizabeth. There's a lot of great options that haven't been used yet from Blaze Blue, mm-hmm. but I'll go ahead and say Lychee Fei Ling. She's kind of a favorite. Oh yeah, she's iconic. Yeah, it's actually incredible that she's not in uh, BB Tag. Yeah, there. The thing is, there's a lot of characters where it's incredible they're not in BB Tag from Blaze sure. Blue. Tao Kaka's not in there yet. Uh-huh. Bang isn't in there yet. Oh yeah. Uh, Carl Clover's not in there yet. Mm-hmm. Kokonoe and Celica aren't in there yet. Right. Uh, actually, yeah, I'll say either Lychee or Celica. Ah, uh, okay, that's uh, fair. With Kokonoe, it's like a potential like third place. Okay. Because like her dad's in there already. <laughs> her mom's in there already. Right. She needs to join the party. Yeah. Like she Gotta... was in- she was introduced to Blaze Blue before either of those characters, and they beat her to BB tag. Got to get in there, make it a family thing. <laughs> and from Undernight Imbirth, I'm gonna say Hilda. Okay. And I think the fourth character will be the sixth fate. Hmm. So each each franchise that's represented in Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle so far is called a fate. Right. Right? Uh Blaze Blue's a fate. Persona's a fate. Mm-hmm. Undernight in Birth's a fate. Uh basically a fate is just like a franchise. Yeah, exactly. Ruby is a fate and Arcana Heart is a fate. Yeah. So uh once they did the Arcana Heart update they tease that there would be yet another fate added to the game. Mm-hmm. The sixth fate is probably one of the two franchises that the announcer dunked a bunch of names into right. that are not yet in the game. Those two franchises are a Japanese-only game series called Eins Eins Perfect Welt, <laughs> uh, this series of fighting games. The, the character Akatsuki from Undernight Inbirth, uh-huh. he's from this franchise. Right. He's, he's a guest character from this franchise. It's a fighting game series where... It takes place in an alternate history where the Nazis won or something. <laughs> uh, and, like, uh, it has, like, just a bunch of, like, w- weird, like, World War Two themed characters, like a giant tank. Oh, the and, tank I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. A Blitz tank. Right. Yeah, just a giant playable tank with, like, a skull motif. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, Einstein's Perfect Welt and Senran Kagura. <laughs> so, out of these two... I think Senran Kagura is probably going to be the one with more worldwide appeal, the more yeah. people would recognize. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Senran Kagura is a series of games about sexy anime girls. They do yeah. various genres. Yeah, uh, sexy anime ninja girls. Yes, yeah, specifically, yes. Yeah, and basically, like, it's a hack and slash game, but when you hack and slash, you're hacking and slashing off girls' clothes. Yeah, there's been, like, there's been, like, that kind of a game, and there's been, I think they got a fighting game, but, like, not a competitively viable one. Um, the, the, I, I think the, the Senran Kagura, like, hack and slash games, I think they have, like, versus modes. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've, they've done multiple spin-offs. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, a one, shooting game. A, I don't know about a shooting game. No, it's called Peach Beach Splash, and it's, like, a water gun game where they're all running around in swimsuits. I, I didn't realize that you, you splashed them with 
a water gun. God damn yeah. it. I, I knew that there was a game where they were at the beach, right. but I thought it was more like extreme beach volleyball and not, ooh, you're screwing No, it's guns. it's just sexy Splatoon. Uh, That's all it is. <laughs> uh, there's also a pinball game. Okay. Um and uh there's there's a game exclusively for the Switch called Shinobi Reflections. Actually I think it recently got a Steam port uh where you're giving several girls from the franchise massages. Okay. So this great franchise yeah. will be represented in Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. Okay. If if it could be any other franchise, I'd love that, but I feel like it'll be that one. It'd be cool if they just pulled some kind of, you know, anime fighting game franchise out of nowhere. Yeah. Like maybe Million Arthur Arcana Blood or something. Sure. I'd maybe, take that. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe Chaos Code. Yeah, now we're talking. I love Chaos Code. I don't know if that would be like an Evo hype level. It aspect. ain't happening, but I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love that. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like it's going to be Senran Kagura. I wish yeah. I could predict anything else, but... Well, you know, hopefully the characters will be cool. Yeah. Uh, p- particularly Homura from Sanran Kagura. I think she's generally, like, the face. Oh, I have no idea. But yeah, I, I that's that was the name at the top of the data mine list, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think that'll be the Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle stuff. Okay. Uh, then I think they will reveal two Grand Blue Fantasy Versus characters. Ah, uh, okay. And maybe a release date. Okay, gotcha. Because we don't have a release date besides 2019 yet. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll announce a release date proper and show off a couple characters. Cool. I'm not uh, really versed enough in Grand Blue Fantasy to guess specific characters. Right. But maybe like a cool character that uses magic. Sure. And uh, there a is furry. Sure. Grimble Fantasy has furries, right? Uh, probably, or at least cat girls or something. Yeah, um, some kind of furry. Yeah, there is. Um, I play a, a an online card game called Shadowverse that uh, has Grand Blue Fantasy guest characters in it a lot. Yeah, and one of them that I use as my Portalcraft character is like a, a sniper woman with a sniper rifle. Oh, she'd be cool. Yeah, I'll just guess that she's in there. I don't know her name. Okay, nice sniper person. I'm uh, for someone who doesn't know a lot about Grand Blue Fantasy. I am excited about this game. It's yeah. mechanically really interesting. Yes, uh, and I love the aesthetic a lot. Yeah, and after the Grand Blue Fantasy versus reveal, I think there will be an announcement for a new Arc System Works project of some kind. <laughs> I I think they're going to reveal yeah just a new Arc System Works game that has not been officially announced yet. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple things that I think this could be. Tell me about them. First is just a new Guilty Gear game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like you Guilty know, Guilty Gear is enjoying you know popularity. Lately. Yeah, and and last year I think the the head of the Guilty Gear team was like, I'm working on something involving Guilty Gear. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's that. <laughs> Guilty Gear is the sixth fate. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be that'd be cool actually. Yeah, that'd be pretty wild. If they, if they like made a new sprite for like Soul Bad Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that actually be pretty cool. But here's what I'm really hoping we'll get. Uh, Persona 5 Arena. Yes, please, yeah, guys. I, I would love, yeah, I, I think just Persona 5 Arena, I think if they reveal it, we're getting, like, jack shit in terms of details. <laughs> right. I think we'll see Joker's character model mm-hmm. from the game. 
and and then the logo. I was gonna say, like, yeah. I th- I think it'll be a black background or a red background with yeah. the Persona Five Arena logo, and that'll yeah. be it. I, I it'll think say we'll, like coming twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think we'll see a maximum of two character models, but ten seconds or less of gameplay. And I yeah. think the number will actually be zero seconds of gameplay. Okay. Um, and if I were to guess the two characters, I would guess uh Joker and a redesign of Yunarakami. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just going to guess Joker and Ryuji, but uh, I like your guess better. R- Joker and Ryuji would be cool and yeah. and possible, yeah. I I think yeah, first person definitely Joker obviously, second person either Ryuji or a an older redesigned you. Here's what I want. You see the logo and then it just gets sliced in half by an axe. Labra steps forward and says, "Yep, I'm in this game." <laughs> <laughs> I do think that at some point in Persona 5 Arena's lifespan, Labyrinth will be playable. I agree. Yeah. When, Not just because she's my favorite fighting game yeah, character. Whether it's when the game launches or as part of an expansion, yeah. I do think she'll be playable. Good. And with her voice reprised by Cindy Robinson, who does an excellent job. She's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. But yeah, that's. I, I feel like I'm going out on a limb a bit by guessing this here, but I think Persona 5 Arena announcement. I think it's a limb to go out on. I'm going to hop on to that with you. Nice. Yeah, like, there's there's just seldom Persona-related announcements outside of, like, Persona concerts and shit. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I am wondering if, like, you know, this is more of a Tokyo Game Show announcement or this is more mm. of a Persona concert next year announcement. Right. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna dream. I'm gonna hope. Okay. I'm gonna say Persona Five Arena. Hopefully, your lofty dreams are not dashed on the rocks of reality. I could also see it being just like a license that we did not even anticipate. Just some <laughs> just some weird fucking license that Arc System Works picked up because that's what they do. Real Housewives versus <laughs> featuring the Real Housewives of Orange County. Yeah. Yeah. Great. All right. All right. All right, all right. Street Fighter. <laughs> I, I hate you, Sean. Why? Real fucking Wait, nice. Why? Why? Uh, why? Why could you possibly hate me for anything that I've said during this, during this or any other podcast recording that we've ever done? Arcade Edition, <laughs> Sunday yep. at noon uh-huh. Pacific time. First of all, this is not... The last game at Evo this year. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's at noon. That's that's crazy. And yeah, and like that's the first time that's happened in like a long time. Just goes to show where Street Fighter Five is at right now. Right. Yeah. Here's the good news. I think we're getting a character announcement. Okay. Um, I think they're going to announce. Like, I think, I think Ono is going to walk onto the stage and mm-hmm. be really funny. Yeah. And then we're going to get like a new character. Do you think that it will be a returning character to try to drive up hype, or a new weird character? It will definitely be a returning character to drive up hype. I think so too. And I like I I have like a handful of possibilities on who that could be. Okay. My first guess is Sodom or Sodom. Uh yeah yeah. Uh Sodom. Yeah Sodom, the guy who kind of looks like a cross of like a shinobi and a football player. <laughs> right. Right? Uh, yeah. That guy from Street Fighter Alpha who is literally, like, just, like, like a weeaboo. Like, he's an American man right. who really loves samurai paraphernalia. Uh-huh. I think he could be playable because he shows up on a recent stage. 
and he has a more detailed character model than you would expect. Okay. So that's kind of the it's kind of one of the easy answers. Sure. My second guess is Makoto from Street Fighter Three. Ah, oh, I love that. Who got first place in a recent character poll? Nice. Yeah. I would love that because I really um, enjoy playing Makoto myself. Yeah. Um, I think that she's a really fun character. And also, um, one of my favorite uh, people to watch back in Street Fighter IV's heyday was uh, this pro player out of Japan named Haitani, mm. who had a really great Makoto, and it would be fun to see him come back. That would be fun, yeah. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Makoto would, would be great. Um, and my third pick is Dan Hibiki. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Because, like, he, you know, it would be just easy enough for them to make another spin on the Shoto moveset. Uh-huh. It would be less work for them than those other two options, and they obviously don't want to put much more work into this game <laughs> these days. It's just... You would obviously be very excited about Dan. Oh, yeah, I... No, uh, yeah. For, for anyone that doesn't know this already <laughs> dan is my favorite street fighter character yeah i mained him i tried to get competitive with him in super street fighter 4 slash ultra street fighter 4 and dan hibiki being in street fighter 5 would relight the competitive street fighter 5 fire in me i would i would play that game on a regular basis again until i was good at it again with Dan. Yes. And and with a pocket birdie. It would relight the fire in you specifically. <laughs> I think that out of all the character choices they could make, that is the one that might actually make people, like, angry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he, for those of you who aren't aware, Dan in Street Fighter, he's kind of like a joke character. Yes. Who is not meant to be and has never been competitively viable. Yeah. Uh, so I feel as though, you know... Street, Street Fighter 4 was the closest he has gotten to being competitively viable. Yeah. He has some tricks in there that can throw people off. But I feel as though... Uh, there would be a lot of people who would feel as though they were getting like cheated out of money, you know, right. if it turned out that Dan was a DLC character. Also, I feel like being a DLC character would kind of diminish the effect of Dan, <laughs> honestly, because right. like, you know, Dan is like a hidden character. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Dan just is an unlockable character in the first Street Fighter 4 right. when it initially announced, uh, when it initially came out for consoles, people were like, oh, here's Dan. Oh, he's, he's bad. Right. Okay, cool. I'm never going to play him again. And then players like me come in and they figure out how to make him competitive. <laughs> and it's great. Uh, if he comes out as a DLC character, like everyone's like everyone that's still bothering to play Street Fighter V is going to boot the game up and try Dan. Yeah. And some of these people will realize that he's competitively viable. Like, so the, uh, the effect, like the, the joke of Dan, like the, like the, oh, you can do something with Dan will right. be like kind of diminished because everyone will kind of collectively realize it. Because there's a spotlight on him. There yeah. should never be a spotlight on Dan. No, I was going to say that, like, you know, if I were Ono and I really th had to or wanted to include Dan in the game, I would, like, have the last DLC character be, I don't know, whatever people want, Mega Sagat or something. And then <laughs> Mega just, Sagat. And then just, you know, have it be like, and if you buy this character, you, you also get, get Dan, Dan for, for free. free. Yeah. That'd be perfect. That's That's <laughs> a perfect way to do that. Yeah. I do think that Dan's possible because there there wouldn't be too much work. Similarly, maybe Sean from Street Fighter Three. Okay, I yeah. think Sean is more likely, yeah, uh, than Dan because then you have the connection with his sister who's already in the game. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, 
I feel as though like making him kind of a viable character like that wouldn't be as much of a stretch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ultimately, I do think that the Street Fighter team has already started work on Street Fighter Six. Mm-hmm. It's going to be announced as a launch window title for the PS Six, the PS Five. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> coming in the console generation that's coming after the console generation that is still coming. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be yeah, kind of like a 2021 title. Okay. That comes out for the PS Five. Sure. Maybe it'll also come out for the Xbox. 7.7 whatever yeah whatever they fucking call it but yeah Ono still has said recently that he hears people that want more Street Fighter 5 content and that he'll have something to announce at Evo right so I think we will get a new character and yeah it'll either be Sodom Makoto Dan or Sean okay Uh, I'm gonna say Makoto cool yeah yeah I'll glom onto that too nice and then maybe then maybe things will just stop and then they'll move on to the next game. <laughs> um, but maybe Capcom will announce another fighting game related project. Okay. Um, there has been a persistent rumor these days that they are vastly reworking Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Okay. And relaunching it as Marvel vs. Capcom 4. Right, sort of doing the A Realm Reborn thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, just making it look better, making it play better putting some x-men in there right um there's rumors that that has been in the works okay um i'd be in favor of that yeah um this would be a great place to announce it yeah do i have a lot of faith that it will (laughs) not really but i'll I'll go ahead and predict it anyway okay that'd make for a fun evo announcement cool so sunday at 3 30 p.m specific (laughs) 3 30 p.m pacific Uh uh-huh is Tekken 7. All right. The penultimate game of Evo. And uh, and the only game that I'm really excited about, even though I don't play it at all. Yeah, like it's... the God, it was so cool, a combo breaker. Yeah, we that was the hypest game on Sunday, period, including the hometown favorite Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, it really was. God, the... Got so pumped during that top eight. It was yeah. so cool. There are just so many cool little aesthetic twists that they have in that game that make watching it really hype, even if you have no clue what's happening. Yeah, seriously. God, what a great top eight. I'm I'm so pumped for Tekken 7 finals. Same. But I think that Tekken 7 won't have any new announcements. <laughs> yeah, I, same, actually. I, I think they're done developing that game. Uh-huh. Uh, however... I do think that Bandai Namco will reveal some kind of fighting game okay. once Tekken 7's over. They might reveal Tekken 8, honestly. Right, sure. Yeah. I can um, see it. Yeah, maybe it's slightly too soon for that, but yeah, I I don't know what they'll what they'll reveal, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, if it's if it's some kind of, like, Shonen Jump slash anime-related announcement, they'll probably announce that after Dragon Ball Fighters, Right. Um, or if it's, like, Kill the Kill something, like, <laughs> I get... After Dragon Ball Fighters, actually, I can uh-huh. see them showing like Mako gameplay for Kill a Kill. Ed. Oh, please! That'd be yeah. so great. Yeah, I can see them doing that. But for for Tekken, there will be an announcement at the end, but it won't be for Tekken Seven, and I'm not sure what it'll be for instead. Pokken Two. Ooh, I don't think that's really happening. Like because the the reception to Pokken One was like fine, but not lasting. Well, yeah, th- well. That's the thing. Tekken, the reaction to Tekken Pokken 
The reaction to Pokemon 1 was fine, but not lasting from the competitive community. Mm. The game sold very well. Okay. You know, it sold over a million copies, I think. Well, I would love it if it was Pokemon 2. I really liked the first game. Yeah. Uh, God, would Nintendo let them do that? Yeah, like, Nintendo is also weird about when they get stuff announced, uh-huh. right? Um, but that that'd be cool. Pokemon Two would be cool. <laughs> yes, Pokemon, because I'm over here going like, ah, oh, you kids and your Pokemon's. <laughs> um, Pokemon Two, I w- I would love that. Yeah, I I do think that it'll be a licensed fighting game. Okay. I think because Bandai Namco really goes nuts with licenses these days. That they do. And I will say, instead of an Eastern or like anime related property, it'll be for a Western property of some kind. Hmm. Like what? Uh, my gut. Uh huh. When you asked that, said a Game of Thrones fighting game <laughs> that like took cues from Souls' combat system. Okay. Like, from, I, from Software would not be developing it, but they would right. definitely rip off of Souls' combat somehow. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm i not really a Game of Thrones fan, but I think it would be cool. You know, yeah. they do cool stuff with it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm also not really a Game of Thrones fan, but I, I could, you know, I could see Bandai Namco, like, licensing that property and making a fighting game with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we already made a Game of Thrones. I already made a Game of Thrones guess. And now here's another one. Yeah. Like, I I, I don't think that... Well, maybe. I guess maybe there could be a Game of Thrones guest character for Soul Calibur, and then <laughs> that conversation turned into a whole-ass game. Right, yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say Game of Thrones straight up, but I do think some kind of Western property. Okay. Yeah. Some, yeah, something that'll make an American Evo crowd go nuts. Hmm. This isn't Western in the sense that it's American, uh-huh. but my brain just jumped to a full-ass Witcher fighting game, mm. and uh, that's an idea that has been recorded coming from my mouth now. Yeah. So there it is. Witcher fighting would be cool. Oh. Um... Like, I, I wouldn't, you know, again, in the same way that I have problems with NetherRealm, my... Uh, my dislike of CD project would mean that I wouldn't be supporting the game. Right. But yeah, I think same. it's in the realm of possibility. I think that too. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fighting game. Oh yes. Like, yeah. Like bring them know, back. Yeah. Like 3d weapons based. Yeah. Yeah. Arena fighter. Yeah. Well not the turtles. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it may, maybe I, I think like, it wouldn't be quite at the level of like that My Hero Academia arena game, mm-hmm. but it'd be less grounded than Soul Calibur for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Those those are my ideas that we've thrown into the ether now. <gasps> yep. Finally, at the end of the night, Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Bedtime for Sean. <laughs> Not 7 p.m. Oh, Pacific, yes. Yeah, Pacific, yeah. yeah so no like nine, 9 p.m. here. Right, yeah, that that is exactly my bedtime. <laughs> Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Finals. So here's something that you might not uh, know, uh, listeners. We got a bunch of DLC-related conversation from Nintendo about Smash Bros. uh, like two days ago. Okay. Yeah. Please continue. (laughs) Like, like we just got Hero. Yeah, yeah. Like ten minutes ago, we just got Hero. Oh, I see. Okay. I really misinterpreted what you were saying, and I thought you meant, like, 
they were talking about DLC characters we don't even know about. And I was sitting here like, please tell me about <laughs> that because I was not aware of that. No, no, I'm, I'm right. saying that, yeah, yes. like, yeah, we, no, I got you. We just got a bunch of shit from Nintendo. Yes. Like four or five days before Evo happens. Right. So here's something I think is a distinct possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grand Finals will end. Doug Bowser will come out and say, <laughs> thanks for coming. Go to bed. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's, yeah, I think that's definitely, not only is that within the realm of possibility, I think it's the most likely scenario. I would generally think so too, but it's so crazy that Smash Bros. Ultimate gets the prime time spot at Evo. It is. That's it's the, true. It's the final game. That's And I, I think if it were in any other spot, I think Nintendo just wouldn't do a single thing. Mm-hmm. But I think because it's airing at a time that Japanese people will be able to watch the tournament mm, in the afternoon. Right. I think that we are going to get a trailer for DLC Pack 4. Okay. Like, like not a full elaboration. It might not even be gameplay, mm-hmm. but it will be a trailer revealing the fourth DLC Pack. Okay. And I think I have a prediction for who that DLC Pack is. And it's neither of the two characters <laughs> that I previously locked in. Ah, uh, because you've come over to my side, and Sans Undertale is going to be the next DLC character. You can you can just read my mind, oh, Sean. I mean, I know you very well. <laughs> <laughs> so I previously said that Monster Hunter uh, and Agumon from Digimon are the remaining DLC packs. Yeah. First of all, I'm changing both of those, actually. Okay. I'm changing both of those. Uh-huh. So I, I guess I'll just say DLC Pack 5 yep. is is going to be Minecrafter. I've come back around mm. to that. Okay. I I think that now that we've got Banjo, mm-hmm. people are going to be much more receptive to Minecrafter, and it like it's a billions-of-dollar-selling franchise that's obviously going to move a lot of copies of Smash Ultimate if it's announced as DLC for it. Kids will go nuts. It is and, fine that you feel that way. And and Nintendo now has room to make a DLC announcement where kids will go nuts because they've already gotten adults to go nuts with the hero and Banjo. They've gotten Japanese adults to go nuts with the hero. They've gotten American adults to go nuts with Banjo. And they've gotten Weeaboo adults to go nuts with Persona 5. It is acceptable for you to feel this way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad because I'm about to make a, a prediction for DLC Pack 4 that'll be very unacceptable to you. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not! <laughs> we were past this, Daniel. Okay, so... You realize the error of your ways and now you've relapsed. So here's the thing. First of all, I said Hihachi partially to rile you up. Uh, I don't, um, I'm not fully committed to Heihachi, but I am fully committed to a Tekken character being revealed at Evo for Smash Bros. Ultimate. Excellent. I can feel my blood pressure declining. (laughs) Like, actually, I said this last year, Evo is the perfect place to reveal a Tekken character for Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. And currently, Bandai Namco and Microsoft are the only companies... With only one third-party rep. Right. In Smash Bros. Ultimate. Bandai Namco is helping Nintendo develop the video game. Uh Uh-huh. So, I do think that one of the last DLC packs is a Namco Bandai character. And, you know, initially I was on the side of that being Agumon. Right. Uh, Because I think 
I think Agumon's still got a lot going. Oh yeah, for him. But uh, but at the same time, Tekken is just a bigger franchise that sells more and is more iconic. Sure. So I'm. I think it'll be one of two Tekken characters. Uh huh. It will be either Jin. Okay. Right. Or Heihachi. Sure. Like <laughs> Heihachi is the most iconic Tekken character. He's constantly the face. On the other hand, his voice actor died about a year ago. Right. And has not been replaced yet. Yeah. And it'll be kind of weird if Smash Bros. Ultimate is the game where he gets replaced. Right. However, both of Heihachi's voice actors have done a lot of voicing Heihachi mm-hmm. in his previous games. Oh, so they could just recycle. Yeah. They yeah. might just use archive. Like, it's like, you know, uh, to to remember Heihachi's second voice actor... We are using archive footage of him for this game. Yeah. Uh, of his voice. I can see them doing that. On the other hand, Jin doesn't have the voice actor problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has, I think, more moveset potential. Yeah, because he can get wings and whatever. whatever he, he can does. get wings and whatever, yeah. yeah. He has a form called Devil Jin where he gets black wings and yeah. uh, shoots laser out of his eyes. <laughs> uh, even if that's just his final smash, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's still... That's still something that differentiates him from the rest of the cast. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and also, like, he can channel electricity through his body and and do electric things, devil things, on top of on top of Tekken things. Right. And really, Heihachi can just do Tekken things. Yeah. He's he a regular old man that can do Tekken things. Punches missiles or whatever. <laughs> yeah, his side view will be him punching a missile. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, one... One thing I could see Sakurai being insane enough to do is making it a Heihachi, but also, like, making summoning Kuma part of his moveset. <laughs> that would ameliorate my concerns very slightly. <laughs> By 1%. Yeah. Yeah, my official prediction is attacking character. Either Jin or Heihachi. Okay. Slight lean toward Heihachi, but I could easily see it being Jin. Well, I will not be changing my current predictions, which, as you know... Are Monster Hunter Hunter and Sans. And, I I mean, I can say them with my own words. (laughs) I'm sorry, this is Sans Undertale. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. Which are Monster Hunter and Sans. What (laughs) predictions you've made! (laughs) I know! Never before uttered. Which of them do you think will be revealed at EVO? Monster Hunter. Yeah. Because I don't really think Sans is going to be... It's it's got to be something that I'm not thinking of, but I'm <laughs> you, sticking with Sans. Uh, honestly, I I think like here, here's here's the thing. I could see the world exploding as <laughs> an Undertale character gets announced. Yeah, but it might be more likely that it's Frisk instead of Sans. Yeah, that's fair. But I honestly think at this stage, like if Nintendo's really busting out some crazy shit, mm-hmm. that there's a non-zero chance of Sans. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Heihachi sucks. <laughs> oh, good. We're back here. Yeah. We're back. Where did you think we would go, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> you can't travel down Heihachi Avenue and not know that there's a dead end. <laughs> I just... Loading and unloading only, bitch. I just... You know, I just realized it's like, oh, no, this is where the stars have aligned again. You know, like, this is... <laughs> like, I thought last year at Evo that this was the perfect setting for this announcement. And the thing is, it still is. It's still the perfect setting for this announcement. It's just a year later. I made that prediction a year too early. Started from the bottom, now we at the bottom. 
<laughs> if if we were one of those podcasts that named our episodes <laughs> based, right, yeah, based yeah, yeah, on yeah. quotes from within the episode, <laughs> yep, this episode would be called Started at the Bottom, Now We at the Bottom. Good, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that I could contribute an imaginary title <laughs> to this episode. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. So I'm saying Heihachi, but possibly Jin, uh-huh. or it'll be Heihachi and Jin in their costumes for each other. Right. Which which would be a bit weird because their fighting styles are different enough that mm. that'd be weird. Um, so yeah, Heihachi just sprouts wings. <laughs> Look at me! His hair turns into wings. <laughs> <laughs> and he has munchie in his pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, Heihachi or Jin? Like, I think there's such. Like there's such an equal chance of it being either of them that I can't I can't commit. I cannot commit. That's fine. Yeah. So Heihachi or Jin. We'll find out. One way or another, hopefully never. <laughs> if, well done Jin, I would be fine with Jin. Yeah. I I like I do think Heihachi has a slight edge. If it's Heihachi, I'll be more right than than I would if it were Jin. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. It's okay. I have to I have to make predictions with logic. I can't make it with your heart, let alone mine. I make <laughs> predictions with love. Yeah, a lot of love went in that Sans Undertale prediction. Yes. <laughs> More love than any Heiachi prediction could ever have. <laughs> uh alright, so so again I do think that there could be just fucking nothing out of smash ultimate yeah but uh but this i'm i'm feeling optimistic today okay yeah this optimistic because sean is feeling pessimistic hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a very strange look but what else is new <laughs> nothing at this house <laughs> all right let's let's crack open some listener mail okay deku star on twitter says you know it would be dope Dante for Soul Calibur 6. That would be dope. And Kratos for Tekken. God, that would be so dope. Yeah, thank you, Deku Star. I I cannot believe that we didn't think of Dante for Soul Calibur 6 as a guest character. Yeah, same. Yeah, because he, yeah, he'd be perfect. And they haven't collaborated with Capcom yet for Soul Calibur. Okay. Uh, so, like, yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd be perfect. One of, you know, he had a game that just came out. Uh, he's got a lot of cool weapons he can use. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would be yeah. I think and he's like a perennially popular character too. Like Dante yeah. hasn't gone out of style since he since he existed. Yeah, I I think actually like out of our Soul Calibur six predictions, I think Dante is the most likely. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't even remember what yours was, Sean. <laughs> well, fuck you. <laughs> that was my prediction. <laughs> what was it again? Uh, was that when I said, um, a, uh, Game a Game of Thrones character? Was that the first time I said that? No, uh, well, yeah, I said Game of, we said, we said Game of Thrones character, but you predicted something else before that. Well, whatever. It's in the archive. <laughs> you don't even remember what you predicted. Fuck you. 
Uh, so good, good deck, good, yeah, good job, Deku Star. Yeah, good, good Dante Deku. Yeah, you're better predicting things than Sean. Dante, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so, so uh, I will say though, uh, Kratos for Tekken, as cool as that would be, mm-hmm. is probably not happening. Yeah, because- I, I agree. Because uh, Tekken 7 is available for PS4 and Xbox One. Mm, right. And uh, and Sony would never allow Kratos to be on an Xbox. Yeah. And I'm assuming that they're not doing, like, region-specific characters as they have done, you know, yeah. previously. Like console-specific characters? Or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that's, uh, I think that is a fighting game tradition that has been put to rest and will not resurface yeah. ever again. Well, maybe not ever again, but yeah, it's it's something I don't think we'll see because because it messes up competitive scenes so much. Yeah, that, same. Yeah. yeah, so uh, so yeah, I don't think Kratos for Tekken will happen, but it would have been really cool. Agreed. Thank you, Daiku Star. Yes, thank you, DS. Majora's Other Mask on Twitter. Welcome back. Says, hey guys, I really thought Master Chief had a shot at Banjo Spot. He's more iconic as a whole than Banjo IMO. However, I think he may be the final DLC reveal. Hmm. Banjo, Rare Rep, Master Chief, Microsoft Rep, Moveset, Grenades, and Guns. <laughs> uh, I will say that um, I personally would find Master Chief to be a pretty boring pick. <laughs> I'm just not, you know, like I like Halo fine. Um, I just, I don't really see him as, I don't know, a particularly interesting character or fighting game material. But, Sakurai being Sakurai, he could make cool stuff happen with Master Chief if he deigned to include him in the first place. Yeah, and uh, hell, Killer Instinct turned the Arbiter hmm, from that's true. from Halo into a cool fighting game moveset. So I bet Sakurai could do the same Yeah, uh, for Master Chief. However, yeah, I, I don't think Master Chief is happening. Me neither. Uh I, I do think that people are onto something with the two Microsoft reps thing, mm-hmm. but I think the second Microsoft rep will be the Minecrafter. Uh, well, I would rather that it was Master Chief, barely. <laughs> also, if Master Chief is in the game, I want his side special to be him just like whipping out a warthog and riding it across the level. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah that that would be fun. He's he's he is just uh, an Echo Fighter for Wario. <laughs> 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 Hello. I have put the least work into Master Chief. <laughs> right. He's the, their character models are like, they use the same skeletons. It's like weird fat Bad Master, Master Chief. Team, yeah. He doesn't just... even throw a grenade. He just farts. <laughs> Master Chief just farts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, you use, he, he just like opens his helmet and chomps down on stuff. I love, I, I love, <laughs> like, this is a better idea than Minecrafter. Yeah, I would take that over Minecrafter. <laughs> I would take that over a fully realized, completely customized <laughs> Minecrafter that came with a stage. <laughs> I really, a, I well, I, I'd take farting helmet bite Master Chief over like, <laughs> over like really any character. Yeah, Replace yeah. him with Banjo, actually. <laughs> Replace Banjo with him. <laughs> Can you just give me Master Fart Chief. <laughs> That's what Cortana calls him when she's mad at him. <laughs> Master Fart Chief, how could you? <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining the mask. Yeah, proof. I'm sure that wasn't the commentary you wanted, but it's what you got. Yep. So, last, uh, last listener mail uh-huh. from Atlas Fathom. Atlas Fathom on Twitter mm-hmm. says, I'm very surprised that Gino and Chocobo 
are not returning, at least for now. It would be cool if that means Gino is in as a DLC fighter, <laughs> maybe in a second fighter path, hmm. but I doubt it. Yeah. Hopefully they at least bring back the Gino slash Chocobo Mii costumes at a later time. Also, I'm pretty sure Gino and Chocobo's costume absence disproves the costume theory, the idea that each new character will be released with returning Mii costumes based on that character's company. Hmm, okay. As, as in uh, the Joker... <laughs> that's i'm in smash brothers as in joker as in joker from persona 5 coming with persona costumes but also sonic costumes do you want to know how i got these scars hey hachi gave them to me and then i killed him <laughs> but he's still in the game no <laughs> Atlas Fathom continues. No, he's not. <laughs> Atlas Fathom continues to say. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Gino Chocobo's absence disproves the costume theory. Yeah. Idea, the blah blah. Joker had Sega and Sonic costumes, mm -hmm. but Hero only has Dragon Quest costumes. Based on this, I'm pretty sure when Banjo Kazooie releases, it will include costumes from Banjo Kazooie, uh, like Mumbo Jumbo Mask, Gruntilda Hat, and uh -huh. 2D, and maybe other rare characters like Conker but no Microsoft costumes hmm. like Steve or Master Chief or Cuphead. Okay. Thank you, Atlas Fathom. Yes, thank you. So I I think, so I agree with you, for but for different reasons. Okay. I think that because I'm now kind of locked into the idea that Microsoft will be back later, mm -hmm. uh, that Banjo-Kazooie and everything involving Banjo-Kazooie's inclusion is going to represent Rare okay. and not Microsoft. So I do think that we'll get Banjo-Kazooie-related costumes and also some Rare-related costumes, right. but no Microsoft-related costumes. Because those are coming later. Yeah, those are coming later. When Master uh, Chief, when Master Farting Chief is in the <laughs> I will, I I will say that I think the idea that characters will get other costumes based off of their company, like how Sega included sonic costumes on top of the atlas related costumes uh -huh. i think that's still a valid prediction to make and just because square didn't follow that <laughs> right. means nothing because square cannot represent a shoe right properly like it would be like oh here's a shoe no shoelaces <laughs> right uh we took the soles out and replaced them with soles that are made of midi <laughs> If you want to play the boot music, too bad. It's more like a flip flop. I, this is this is the worst analogy we've. Anyway, we I'm, have, just, I'm sure we've made worse analogies. <laughs> That's not a bad. I point. have made them. I don't know what they are, but I've made them. So yeah, I I just because Square Enix is garbage at representation uh, of their franchises. Yeah, I I think I think you can still predict. That other companies will include more stuff. Like, I think when we get the Tekken character, mm -hmm. I think we'll get a bunch of Namco costumes from Smash 4. Right. I think we'll get Gil from Druaga and all that. I think they'll all be back. Sure. But yes. Thank you very much for your prediction, Atlas Fathom. Yes. Thank you, Atlas Fathom. If you want to know where else you can catch me and Sean... A Smashing Theory is part of the Beat Boop Group, which has a Patreon. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Beat Boop Group. 
Uh, we've been more active on the Patreon lately. I've been updating at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those updates include things like an exclusive monthly podcast called Beep Boop Soup. Yeah. Bonus content and deleted scenes from our various podcasts. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, uh, like just this past week, pilots for <laughs> podcasts that I never ended up airing. Yeah, you thought you were going to get a clip, a three minute long clip of me talking about Time Man. But in fact, you just get a whole ass podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, Amy and I, uh, recorded a pilot in 2017 together for, uh, a podcast we were going to call The Andalite Hour, uh, where I was going to guide Amy through all of the Animorphs books for the first time. Right. You know, for scheduling reasons, uh, that never turn into a full series. But you can listen to the pilot, which happens to be. Amy and I's first attempt at a podcast ever. <laughs> it predates Smashing Theory mm-hmm. and Play This. You can listen to that uh, for $5 a month. Yeah. And on top of that, you would get all the deleted scene stuff and also Discord access to our Discord, where uh, we we talk with our fans about all sorts of stuff, and sometimes we play games together. Yes. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, uh, consider supporting us for... For a negligible amount of money a month, um, it means a lot to us when you do that, but it also means a lot to us when you just listen, so thanks for doing that. And even if you don't want to listen to all of the Andalite Hour, consider that I wrote a theme song for it, and I like it a lot, and I thought that no one would ever hear it besides me, Daniel, Amy, <laughs> so you can listen to that too. It's a dope theme. Actually, when I was playing parts of the pilot for Amy, Amy was like, I still really like this theme. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So... There, there you go. Our Patreon has given a little wholesome energy to Sean just now. Yeah. So it can bring all kinds of energy to you if, if you want, I guess. All right. Next time on Smashing Theory, <laughs> Evo 2019 Reactions. Yeah. We're going to watch Evo, and then we're going to see how our predictions did and tell you all how our predictions did. Man. And also just react to any of the actual reveals that happened. I'm so pumped about Evo. I'm really pumped about Evo. I'm going to order a pizza during Ooh. Evo, and then I'll tell you on the podcast about how it was. <laughs> Great! Yeah, that's Thanks. my prediction. Thanks, Sean! <laughs> no problem. But after you watch Evo, if you want to tell us anything... You yeah. can you can do it by tweeting at us at a smashing theory mm-hmm. and follow us while you're at it, or you can email a smashing theory at gmail dot com. Send us. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't get to make this joke this time. So thanks Send for us. all your fucking mail and shit. <laughs> we, we love the mail. Send it in. It'll be great. <laughs> This has been the episode of the Smashing Theory. I was just going to say, send us a picture of the pizza you're having. I wasn't wasn't going to say, send us a tweet that you sent us an email. (laughs) But you can do that if you want to. Oh, God. All right. Well, either way, that will happen. You will get that episode next week instead of our usual bi weekly schedule. Yes. Uh, Forgot to mention because. Mario showed up and distracted us <laughs> right. that uh that uh we are temporarily a weekly podcast again. Yeah. You got us last week, you're getting us this week and you're getting us next week. Yeah. And then we'll we'll maybe take a little bit of a break. Yes. Especially because there's there won't be any real news for us to break <laughs> right. apart for a while. Yeah, the next episode would just be like Daniel and Sean talk about what their life was like in the 5th grade. <laughs> like there's nothing else going on. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have fans that yeah, right. would like beg us for that's, that episode. That's true. That is true. That's I true. Don't, Maybe for a little three minute bonus content I, one day. <laughs> I don't really remember the fifth grade. Don't. Oh wait, I have some stories. Doesn't matter. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> And until then, I hope that you have a slow... No, I'm in the fifth grade again! What's happened to me? I'm in the fifth grade, and I hope you have a smashing time! There is no scenario in which a man with that voice would sound like that in the fifth grade. Hello, I'm your new student (laughs) announcer man! I'm ten! I'm so glad his his name isn't Dr. Poops or whatever anymore. <laughs> no, well, you know, I changed it later. <laughs> it's just turning into, like, Queen Broad from Final Fantasy IX. my goodness, you have to kill the princess. All right, goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs>
I just thought it came oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of like you know the actual fight <laughs> yeah, they have right. in the movie, yeah. Man, if you guys have never played Kingdom Hearts two, the fight with Scar is great in that game. Fight with Scar is great. Yeah, that's all. Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. For me to say, if you guys have never played Kingdom Hearts two, like that's such a popular game. That's like me saying, if you've never watched Friends in the nineties, I actually know for a fact that the next person we're special thanking is not playing Kingdom Hearts two. Wow. Yeah. Special thanks. And we're special thanking for the first time, Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Mr. Cool Red Luigi, play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, if you want to. It's, yeah. It's cool. I, I'm pretty sure. He, I think he said in the Discord that this is a franchise he hadn't got into yet. Man, speaking of, Mr. Cool Red Luigi was the first guy we ever gave Discord access to. Yeah. And he stuck around for such a long time. He's it's, still here. Yeah, it's so great to finally get to thank him. Yeah. On the podcast. yeah so thank we, you very much for all your support. Yeah, thanks, man. Like, we... we we, uh, you know, he got special thanks last episode, but Martin Luigi got to do it instead of us. So exactly. It's, it's really great that we get the special thanks. Yeah, we were out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> they locked the door. They wouldn't let us back in. No. They were like, if if we do this for longer, they'll give us more coins. Right. Because we have no money. Yeah. They, yeah. they really need a better work environment, those guys. Yeah, they must really be rough in the mushroom kingdom right now i don't know what's going on down there rough in the mush that's <laughs> that's life baby <laughs> thanks such a glorious energy for letting us do thank this you. with our lives thank you very much if you our listener would also like to get special thanks by us because clearly it's a great time for everyone involved especially Mario and Luigi, uh, you can Patreon us at the $20 or more level, and we will do this for you every episode until you stop. Yeah, for the cost of the pizza that you could have while you're watching Evo, you can support us. You're really in a pizza mood now, I'm huh? hungry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, special thanks to those five people, and regular thanks to all of our patrons. Yeah! Uh, I think that's it. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>